Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had spoken to the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus, the Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O Lord, our refuse and our Redeemer. Amen. This morning, um, it was interesting because at 8 o'clock service, it was just me and uh, Stephen, and it was kind of uh, imaginary worship to me because I was just imagining like the crowd are there and I just preached. So it is good to see many faces for the second service. Uh, I would like to just begin with an illustration. A couple uh, were celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. So you call it as uh, Silver Jubilee. So the celebrations are over and uh, suddenly in the middle of the night, uh, the wife uh, just hears some noise in the kitchen, somebody's sobbing. So she goes to find who it is, and then she finds her husband there sobbing. So she says, honey, what happened? Why are you crying? He says, uh, dear, you remember what happened 25 years ago? Then uh, she says, no, unless you tell me, how would I know? She, he says, you know, 25 years ago, we were caught kissing, embracing each other in the barn, and your father said, you marry my daughter or you go to jail for 25 years. Yes, so she said, yeah, had I gone to jail, by now I would have been out. <laughs> so Joseph's situation is frightfully complicated and messy when you look at Matthew's gospel, the pericopy, whatever we've read, because he had so meticulously planned his wedding, he already got engaged to Mary and his betrothed, and he has planned so well, and now his plan is totally shattered. So he doesn't know whether he should be in the relationship or he should be out in the relationship. Because he's betrothed, and he figures that she's pregnant, and 
you know, like he's observant of the law, and a woman being pregnant before marriage is like um, you're violating the ethics of unmarried women, or even you're going against the social and cultural convention. In those days, it was terrible. So he was just uh, quietly, quietly trying to dismiss Mary. The word here, when we say he quietly planned to dismiss Mary, in Greek, the word dismiss means to divorce. So he wanted to dismiss her quietly because he doesn't want her to be exposed to the public because they may punish her, it may be very harsh on her. So he just is planning to do it in a hush-hush manner. But before that, there is something that qualifies this man which says he is a righteous man. Joseph was a righteous man. The Old Testament understanding of righteousness is not something judgmental or something hypocritical, but a righteous person is one who has a right relationship with God. And in the New Testament understanding, when you say a person is righteous, which means he is good and he is honest. Because Joseph is honest, he doesn't want to really expose Mary to an extent of getting punished. So this is a little bit of things that's moving, happening in his mind. But here we move to another uh, scene where Joseph is sleeping and he's having a dream. In that dream, the angel appears to Joseph and says, do not leave her, take Mary as your wife because the child she's going to have is from the Holy Spirit. So you don't have to doubt her, just take her and the child who's going to be born, you're going to give him a name, Jesus, and he's going to save the people from their sins and he is Emmanuel, God with us. So there's a clear layout like, you know, Take Mary, then Jesus is going to be born, you're going to give him a name, and then, then it's like God is, going to, is with you. So anybody who's dreaming, I'm not talking about daydreaming, but when you dream, dreams are not real. Visions are real. When you get a vision, it's real, but dream cannot prove something that it is real and make a person to act. But here Joseph, just by the dream, he's getting a kind of confirmation because Joseph is already in a dilemma because with his human reasoning power, he's not able to discern what to do with Mary. In the Old Testament, we have seen how Jacob had dreamed, how Daniel had dreamed, even the Joseph in it itself in the Old Testament, how we had dreamed. So dreams can disappear. Dreams can be very trivial. We, not, we, we may not take it seriously. So jo Joseph being a Jewish person, how is he supposed to take this dream as real because the the Messiah is going to be born and he is going to save you from sins. The Jewish understanding of Messiah is a person who comes and who brings only victory. 
He's not going to come and suffer. He's not going to be born in a manger where there is nothing. When Jewish understanding of Messiah is like that, how Joseph can fit into that dream and believe, okay, this is what I'm going to do. There is a contrast. There is a variation in what we believe and believe and what we dream. And today the Jewish people are celebrating the Hanaka, the victory they had with Maccabeans over the Greco-Roman people. So Joseph being a Jewish, when he gets a dream saying a savior is going to be born and is going to save you from sins, how does it even fit into the dream when it is really complicating your belief? Is my basic question. Yet, yet, Joseph used that disbelief I wouldn't even say disbelief, it's just simple, that, that unbelief, what is religiously going on his head, still he is using the dream as means to fulfill God's purpose or God's mission in this world. So Joseph is an agency where he's combating the unbelief of the Jewish community. That is how we see how the dreams are powerfully played out here. Dreams are not just your story, but dreams God chooses to write on your heart of God's story. He dreamed, but what did he dream? He dreamed the story of God, not of his. He dreamed the story of God, and God is using Joseph as an agency, as a means to carry out his plan. There is a difference between truth and the fact. So dream, he believed. He truly believed, okay, this is going to happen. It is God who is doing this. And he did not arrive at a point where it is proven fact, where, okay, I see it, it is happening. He has no clue what is going to happen. He's just hanging in that uncertainty, but still he believed in that dream, and he just like followed God's plan. How beautiful are dreams sometimes we just tend to neglect. Even in Isaiah we see like, God says, you ask of me, I'll give you a sign. I'll give you a sign. But Ahaz says, no, don't do that. You just be there, that is enough. So God is giving us dreams, signs in many ways. Perhaps we are not able to realize and understand that is what God is showing us to enact and to carry out his mission plan in our lives. Matthew's gospel has no fanfare of shepherds. There is no manger. There is no angelic host singing glory or things like that. But still, Matthew carries out the spirit of Christmas beautifully just with the dream, just with the dream. If you give people the very thing what their dreams are, then I think you don't have to give anything more to them. There's nothing here with materialism. We were talking at, uh, with Joe, I think. Where is Joe? Yeah. He was telling he was um, in uh, Bethlehem in one of the times uh, at the Christmas. And then the, he said there is nothing attached to materialism there. It is just the raw Christmas. It's just the Christmas there. So sometimes 
we are so busy with catching up with all these things like you no know, busyness with this Christmas, forgetting the simplicity, the humility in what God has graced us and in what, in what manner God had decided to come to us during these days. So let us once again, as we reflect on Joseph's story, remember that God is with us in, in our messiness, in our imperfections, in our times when we are lost and when we are, when we are uncertain. Everywhere God is there. It is not only in the positive side, even in negative side. When things are not going well with us, God is with us in our messiness, in our nastiness, in our imperfections. So as we await for the Messiah to come, let us prepare our hearts and minds, thinking and believing as Joseph did, that God had planned to send his son Jesus Christ into this world as Emmanuel, that he will be with us and he will give us an the hope he had give us, given us in Messiah will take us forward until the eternity with God. May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.